Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, it is make or break for the president's agenda as the standoff over funding the government continues and Congress struggles to avert a potentially disastrous shutdown. With the clock ticking, the fight to keep the government open and how a shutdown could hurt millions of Americans. Plus, Democrats in disarray over President Biden's $3.5 trillion spending bill. Tonight, a look at one element of that massive plan, the largest ever investment in child care. Tonight, YouTube banning Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and others for spreading vaccine misinformation. As hospitals in Montana and other places are overrun with COVID patients and their National Guard is called in to help. The new intelligence tonight, what we're learning about how quickly al-Qaeda is rebuilding in Afghanistan. The judge rules that her father will no longer control her life. The breaking news. Fuel crisis, short tempers, and panic buying in the UK. Why isn't gas getting to the pumps? Building explosion, multiple injuries in Dallas after an apartment collapses. A step towards equality, the big announcement tonight from NCAA basketball. And an American hero, the Kansas priest who died in a prisoner of war camp 70 years ago, comes home tonight, the lives he saved. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. Tonight, President Biden is facing one crisis after another in a week that could prove critical for his presidency 
and his legacy. As we come on the air, we're a little bit more than 24 hours before a potential government shutdown. And if Congress lets that happen, hundreds of thousands of federal employees could be furloughed and millions of Social Security payments could be threatened. Now, solving that could be easier than getting his two signature pieces of legislation passed, the infrastructure bill and his social safety net program. The total price tag is in the trillions of dollars and mean new tax hikes. And it is a few fellow Democrats who are standing in the way. The White House has gone into overdrive tonight to try and win last-minute support. Multiple meetings have been held with Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, who've balked at the enormous price tag. Now, getting all this done this week is, could be a very tall order. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is going to lead off our coverage tonight from the Capitol with that new information. Chris, what is happening? Good evening. Nora, to call the path forward an obstacle course might be understating how complicated this could be. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, after meeting with President Biden tonight, said she's going to move forward with that infrastructure vote, even though it's not clear if there will be enough votes to pass it. Republicans are pouncing, saying this is an example of Democrats in disarray. We should never, ever let the government shut down. That's simply unacceptable. Senate Democrats are closing in on a deal tonight to fund the government through December 3rd and avoid furloughing hundreds of thousands of workers and impacting critical federal agencies during a pandemic, a measure aimed at garnering bipartisan support tomorrow. Democrats don't want to shut down the government. Republicans don't want to shut down the government. And with the Treasury running out of money to pay the government's bills, a possible economic default looms October 18th if Congress does not raise the federal debt limit. This would literally be a default of stupidity by our colleagues on the other side of the aisle. Tonight, the president is working the phones and twisting arms, hoping to save his legislative agenda ahead of next year's midterm elections. We're obviously at a precarious and important time in these discussions. Progressives are promising to sink Mr. Biden's key infrastructure bill tomorrow in the House if there's no deal on their priority, his massive $3.5 trillion social spending bill. Standing in the way are two Senate Democrats, Arizona's Kirsten Sinema and West Virginia's Joe Manchin, whom the president has negotiated with numerous times in recent days. I'm looking forward to having good negotiations in a good faith manner, okay? And tonight, Senator Manchin is doubling down, calling the plan to spend trillions of dollars fiscal insanity. He says he is open to good faith negotiations, but he's making it clear there will not be an agreement before that infrastructure vote tomorrow. Nora. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. And we should note that $450 billion of that larger spending bill being debated on Capitol Hill aims to lower the cost of child care and increase access. That is an important issue to parents nationwide. A new Treasury report calls the current system unworkable. CBS's chief White House correspondent Nancy Cordes reports tonight on the rising cost of child care. Heidi Ford of Jacksonville, Florida, intended to go back to event planning full-time after having her daughter Willow. But then she discovered that even part-time childcare would cost nearly as much as her rent. All of the women that I work very closely with are all moms, and so they're struggling with the exact same thing. Nationwide, the average cost of care per child is $10,000 a year. In 32 states, infant care is more expensive than in-state college tuition. The system shattered. Lynette Fraga is the CEO of Child Care Aware, which advocates for affordable care. She calls the $3.5 trillion bill that's consuming Congress this week historic. 
What does this bill do to bring down the cost of child care? So it provides opportunities for families not to pay um, more than they can afford. For starters, the bill would subsidize care, so most families of young children would spend no more than 7% of their income on it. The bill would also fund universal pre-K for three- and four-year-olds and boost wages for the early childhood workforce. The average pay right now? $12.24 an hour. We're professionals. We have degrees. Jody Lamberti co-owns a daycare in Columbia, Maryland. We work 50 hours a week taking care of the children so that everybody else can go to work. But overhauling an industry isn't cheap. Republicans say the bill adds too much to the debt, so the president needs every Democrat to get on board. The outcome could impact tens of millions of parents. I don't think that there should be anything debatable about that. They need to make the decisions to get this passed so that we can work. And Nancy Cordes joins us now. All right, so what happened to that mom that you talked to, Heidi Ford? What's she going to do? Well, she says for now she's working part-time, but that even if she could afford full-time daycare, she says she's on the wait list. And that is a problem that so many parents are facing. They say even if they had the money, they can't find a suitable space for their child. A third of parents say that. So much of that happened because of the pandemic. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Well, we heard some chilling words today from the nation's top military officer. General Mark Milley told Congress that a new intelligence estimate says al-Qaeda could rebuild in the next six months. Now, that does not mean that the terror group could attack the American homeland, but it is a shorter timeline than we have heard before. CBS's Weijia Zheng reports. Tonight, General Mark Milley is warning that al-Qaeda could be months away from reconstituting in Afghanistan. It's a real possibility. Uh, in the not-too-distant future, 6, 12, 18, 24, 36 months. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said the Taliban takeover of the country has given terrorists a new lifeline. I think the Taliban sitting in Kabul significantly emboldens the radical jihadi movement globally. Um, The analogy I've used with many others is it, it likely will put a shot of adrenaline into their Republicans grilled Milley about the U.S. military withdrawal in Afghanistan and over his phone calls to China after the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. Milley reassured Beijing that the U.S. was not going to attack amid concerns that former President Trump would engage in erratic behavior. Will you now resign? I serve at the pleasure of the president. Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney, also a Republican, rushed to Milley's defense. I want to apologize for those members of this committee who've done so. And I want to thank you for standing in the breach when so many, including many in this room, failed to do so. The White House said President Biden's view of Milley has not changed. I would say first, he absolutely has confidence in Chairman Milley. As for Milley's assessment of al-Qaeda, tonight White House officials tell CBS News they acknowledge that terrorists are looking for new spaces to grow and regenerate. But they insist that the U.S. has significantly more counterterrorism capabilities and sophisticated tools than it did before 9-11 to respond to those threats. Nora? All right, Weijia Jang, thank you.
And there is news tonight about COVID boosters for millions of Americans who got Moderna shots. The FDA is reportedly leaning towards authorizing half doses for those third Moderna shots. In another big development, YouTube says it is now banning users who spread vaccine misinformation. And that includes anti-vaccine activist Robert Kennedy Jr. But tonight, our reporting on the pandemic takes us to an overrun hospital in Montana, where CBS's Meg Oliver got rare access. So what's the problem? Why are you seeing another surge? What we're seeing right now is 80% of the COVID patients we have are unvaccinated. In Billings, Montana, emergency room, Dr. Jamie Belsky can barely keep up with the surge of new COVID patients. Have you run out of beds? So we are, we're getting short on beds. We're running out of beds, to be frank with you. Our Here at Billings Clinic, the largest hospital in the state, the ICU is running at 150% capacity with younger and sicker patients admitted daily. The National Guard is on hand to help care for and screen new patients. People need to get vaccinated because right now we're hurting. I struggled with it being on a ventilator. 59-year-old Frank Miller was hospitalized with COVID more than two weeks ago. The unvaccinated engineer spent more than a week on a ventilator. How scared were you? Oh, I was scared out of my mind. You were scared out of your mind? What did you think was going to happen? Because you don't know. You don't know what's happening afterwards. I thought I'd come right out of it and I'd be okay. And all of a sudden, I couldn't move my hands. I couldn't feed myself. In the past week, Montana averaged about 108 COVID patients in hospital ICUs, breaking the record seen during the winter of 2020. Have you reached your, your breaking point yet? You have good days, you have bad days. I have days I have to call my college buddies and say, hey, man, it's been a, it's been a bad day. We lost a tough patient last night. And... Uh, They're great about coming up and saying, hey, what can we do? The patient, Frank, we spoke to here regrets not getting the vaccine and plans to do so. He still has a long road ahead of himself, including rehab, to learn how to walk again and to feed himself. Nora? This has put so much on our health care providers and doctors. Meg Oliver, thank you. Well, there is breaking news tonight in the Britney Spears case. Tonight, she is closer to winning her independence. Spears is getting incredible support from her fans outside the L.A. courthouse. And CBS's Lily Luciano has the breaking news. Members of the Free Britney movement are rejoicing tonight. Their favorite pop star finally gets justice. A judge ruled today that Britney's father, Jamie Spears, is suspended as conservator, effective immediately. A temporary replacement has been named to manage her financial affairs. Jamie Spears has had control over his daughter's finances since 2008 and nearly every other aspect of her life. Britney Spears has told the court the conservatorship is abusive, that she's been traumatized, forced into a psychiatric program that cost her $60,000 a month, even prevented from having a baby because she wasn't allowed to remove an IUD. They openly talked about monitoring her. And now more salacious allegations have surfaced in two new documentaries, including one by the New York Times that claims Jamie Spears had surveillance devices secretly installed in his daughter's bedroom to record her conversations. Meanwhile, a Netflix documentary alleges early paperwork for the conservatorship cited dementia, which is highly unusual for someone that young. I think a lot of people in America suffer from mental health issues and they're not put in a conservatorship. So you really have to look at the motives. 
In her ruling, the judge said this outcome is in Britney Spears' best interest. And Nora, this is exactly what Britney wanted. The replacement for her father was handpicked by her team. Lilia Luciano, thank you. Well, tonight we're hearing for the first time from one of R. Kelly's former girlfriends who testified against the singer at his sex trafficking trial. The defense team said Kelly was surprised by his conviction, but Azriel Clary told CBS's Gail King he shouldn't have been. I know that he knows that he is guilty. People told him. People tried to warn him. People tried to help him. He didn't care. He was selfish. He was greedy. He was a pedophile, and he never not once wanted to get help. You said people tried to warn him. What do you mean? How so? Meaning like assistance. They would tell him, you know, these people are minors. Well, there's more of Gail's interview with Azriel Clary tomorrow on CBS Mornings. Turning overseas tonight, Britain's economy is in danger of grinding to a halt because of a serious gasoline crisis. That's right. The military is now on standby to help deliver fuel to empty pumps. CBS's Holly Williams on what is causing it. The British government insists there's no fuel shortage in this country, but gas stations are running dry, panic buying has set in, and tempers are flaring. All the doctors, all the nurses, all the teachers, they all rely on fuel. The real problem is truck drivers, a shortage of around 100,000 of them, affecting the supply chain of everything from fuel to groceries. Experts say it's a perfect storm. Since the UK left the European Union, known as Brexit, it's been harder for many foreign workers to come here. The pandemic encouraged others to return to their home countries and left a backlog of trucking licence applications. The government's issuing 5,000 temporary visas for truck drivers, but it's too little, too late, according to Steve Taylor, who owns one of Britain's biggest berry suppliers. The worst case scenario is we can't deliver it to our customers. He told us he's already lost nearly 10% of this year's crop because of Brexit. Many of his seasonal staff from Eastern Europe can no longer work here. That's just rubbish now. It's died on the vine before you could get to it and pick it. Yes, through, through lack of pickers. The politicians who campaigned for Brexit promised more control over immigration, not long lines for gas. But with no end in sight, some business leaders are predicting shortages through the holiday season. Nora. Holly Williams, thank you. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. In Dallas tonight, seven people are hurt, including three firefighters who were critically injured when a natural gas explosion partially destroyed an apartment building. Firefighters were investigating a gas leak when the building went up. Some other big headlines tonight. Dollar Tree is breaking the buck. The store, where nearly everything sells for $1, is now raising prices by up to 50 cents on some items to cover rising costs. But I don't think the name $1.50 Tree has the same ring to it. Just saying. 
All right, and March Madness is expanding. The phrase has been used to market the NCAA men's basketball tournament for decades. Well, now it will be used for the women's tournament as well, starting, yes, this season. Another step towards gender equality for those players. Today, Wichita, Kansas, welcome home an American war hero after seven decades, a man who was awarded the Medal of Honor and could become a Catholic saint. CBS's David Martin has more on his remarkable life. Army chaplain Father Emil Kapan is back in Kansas, home from the Korean War. You could call it a miracle, and soldiers who served with him will tell you it's not the first. To see somebody like that, it's... It's unbelievable, almost. In the war's first cruel winter, Herbert Miller lay wounded on the frozen ground, an enemy soldier standing over him. He's going to shoot me. When Father Capon performed one of his battlefield miracles. He pushed his rifle aside, and why that man never shot him, I'll never know. Capon saved Miller's life again on the death march to a prison camp. If he hadn't carried me, I probably would have been dead. In the camp, Capon helped POWs stay alive by stealing food from the guards. He died in that camp, but his body was not found until DNA testing identified his remains. Today, his nephew told a packed arena in Wichita his uncle's last words to his fellow POWs. I'm going someplace where I've always wanted to be. And when I get there, I'll say a prayer for you. Uncle Emil, welcome home, home at last. Father Emil Capon, he once was lost, but now he's found. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. Tomorrow on the CBS Evening News, how climate change is impacting the Great Lakes and what can be done to reverse the damage. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.